Hey Siri, play Social Geek Radio. Okay, Social Geek Radio podcast coming up. Hello, geeks, and welcome to Social Geek Radio. I'm Jack Munson, your host and social media conciliari. Today's guests are retail and digital marketing pros and authors, John Andrews and Ted Rubin. Today's show is brought to you by Exalts, Northeast Color, and Ularity. Looking for the ultimate all-in-one technology solution for your digital marketing efforts? Meet Ularity, the world's most powerful and trusted local and national marketing platform. Finally, everything all in one place from ad creation, media buying, reporting, and automatic optimization. Their technology was created with the franchise owner in mind. Their software and service was built from learning how Fortune 500 brands operate this marketing stack. Using machine learning and automation, Ularity's state-of-the-art technology simplifies the complex world of developing and executing digital marketing programs, all for a flat and transparent subscription. Their team believes in your brand's mission and has the passion and technology to amplify, automate, and optimize it, giving you access to powerful marketing performance in the palm of your hands. Join some of the world's best brands with Ularity. Head over to ularity.com to request a demo and talk to their awesome franchising team or email sales at ularity.com. Mention code JACK. J-A-C-K, that's me, and get 50% off of your first month subscription. Ted Rubin and John Andrews are back on Social Geek Radio. They're kicking off 2022 with a brand new book called Retail Relevancy, How Brands and Retailers Will Connect with Shoppers in a Post-Physical Retail World. Welcome back, gentlemen. So happy to be here. Thank you, Jack. We, John and I love Jack Monson. I just want to say that, Social Geek Radio, <laughs> you guys can't see me, but I'm wearing my t-shirt. Love it. Thanks, Ted. And I, I, I am a Jack Monson fan. Mainly, I just sit around <laughs> and listen to it. I want Jack to read me uh, bedtime stories. <laughs> hey, that could be the new podcast. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to like get it. into some ASMR and bedtime stories. So, um, Guys, it's been over two years since we last chatted on this podcast. And um, it's been an interesting couple of years that, that has felt like a decade, right? Um, give me a, a quick rundown before we get into the book on any, anything you're up to. Are you, are you traveling? Are you not traveling? Are you, are you involved with new companies and brands? Any, anything sort of top of mind? John, we'll start with you. Yeah, well, uh, I am going to be teaching the spring semester at Wake Tech, which is our local community college. Uh, and like a lot of places, it uh, has has uh, in dire need of people. So I, I kind of thought I would teach one class. I'm teaching four. So <laughs> I am off the travel for, for the foreseeable future. Excellent. Ted, what are you keeping busy with these days outside of retail relevancy? I'm keeping busy fielding John's phone calls, so that's number one. 
um, and, and trying to keep up because, you know, every day John's on to some kind of new, literally thought leadership or what can we do with NFTs or, you know, there's this really cool new retail concept or whatever. And I literally, you know, John is kind of my open door to all that stuff. And then I do my little bit of research. So I get my tiny bit of information and then I get John to explain it to me. And, and that's not a joke. Um, you know, our, our partnership is a great one because, um, John really thinks out ahead and I kind of take whatever he brings and I add the engagement relationship aspect to it. And I, and I, and I syndicate it and I get the content out there. We've been working with a cool new brand called Lucid Eyewear. Um, that, that is uh, Bluetooth sunglasses and Bluetooth eyeglasses. And they're kind of expanding into, into connecting that with, with, with a, um, a, an app on your phone that allows you to share content. And, and I think it brings retail relevancy that we're talking about here into the concept of how do you just do things as you're moving through life. So as far as travel, you know, COVID's kind of kept me at home. Um, I'm, I'm being careful. Uh, I also don't like to get on planes when there's four hour and three day delays. Right. So I do my best <laughs> to stay away from that. And, and crazy it, people when you're in the, in the air. Yeah. And crazy people that just, you know, can't follow a rule or do something that benefits the person sitting next to them. Like I tell John, the few times I've flown, I always manage to get that guy next to me who is like the refuser of, you know, whether it's wearing a mask or doing what the flight attendant asks and, and that kind of crazy stuff. And, yeah. and also John and I love road tripping. So we, we kind of, I drive up to his place and we drive places and it's kind of fun. Well, love to hear that. Hope to see you um, after we get past this insanity. And maybe yeah. when uh, when we get back to whatever normal is going to be, I, I look forward to seeing both of you guys. But in the meantime, let's talk about this book. Was this a product of the pandemic or were you guys planning this pre-pandemic? You know, the, the pandemic made us get it done. <laughs> we we started talking about this back in what 2017 ted yes man? yes and, and started putting it together loosely you know so you know, let's, let's put this thing you know where is it going and then you know when the pandemic happened um all the things that we were talking about started really coming to life and accelerated like overnight you know i i use the story walmart in March of 2020, went from like nobody using, you know, not, I, I say nobody, but, but less than less than 10% of its customers using e-com and store pickup to over 30% in one month. So, so think about that as a, as a consumer behavior change. That would have taken the next five years. And yeah. all of a sudden, yeah. you know, my, my wife and I uh, went, went to Target yesterday and, and pulled into one of their, you know, numbered spots and the guy's standing out there and, you know, we hit the tailgate button and up it goes and in our stuff goes and we're out. And, and I noticed they had added about, you know, temporary, but they're going to convert them 10 more spots. And I said, this, you know, this is happening. Think about the transformation of a parking lot, right? Yeah. And, and, and he, when you think about that, you know, then think about the fact that we're we're demoing. North Carolina is actually a demo for for drones and for self-driving delivery vehicles. That it's here now. 
Like the parking lot is going to just become a different place. Think about the parking lot footprint of just Walmart and Target and what different things are going to happen out there to, to help shoppers change the, the way that they shop, you know, and, 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 it, and it's happening now, it, you know, so if, you, if you're waiting on this and, and you're, you're going, well, we'll see what happens, you're going to be irrelevant, you know, you know and, and that's the whole premise of the book. Jack, so, what, what, what was what was kind of I just want to jump in with it. Oh, please. What was kind of cool was that we were talking about a lot of this stuff in our early renditions of the book. And what was a little more challenging, I, I brought out a book in 2013, 2015, 2017. This was going to be my 2019. And it ended up being almost 2022. But that, that was because we partnered on it. And, you know, it's very different than a partnership in a business where you go, OK, you do this, I'll do this. And, you know, you, you run the business. We were bringing our ideas together. And I'm trying to find time when we could both concentrate on it at the same time and work with our editor. But what was what ended up being the good thing is that a lot of stuff we were talking about would, would have been kind of predictions uh, that might not have happened for years, but everything got so accelerated that a lot of what we had written already was already happening. So it, it had a double effect. Number one is we kind of had to update it a little bit. And go through the whole book again, which delayed us even more. But part of it was also that a lot of stuff we were talking about was starting to happen. So you, you, it wasn't like people going, "Oh, these two guys are they're crazy," you know. Yeah. That's not, you know, they're talking about the, the future, like yeah. out there. <laughs> Whereas it, it's all happening right now. So it kind of made the book more relevant. Hmm. Hmm, yeah. And, and I like that word accelerated and in, in not just, you know, invented in the middle of a pandemic, because you guys are like successful retailers in that they were able to shift because I refuse to use the P word, guys. Um, they were able to shift to a, a new direction because they had already been developing something in the background, whether it was an order online app or whether it was the Walmart example that John just gave, you guys already had something cooking and, and you were able to, you know, finally focus on it much like a lot of retailers and restaurants and other types of businesses did. Um, so what do you say to those retailers or other brands who haven't been innovating in the background and they suddenly realize you guys are right and everything's changed and we need to connect differently with our customers. What do you say to those people who feel like they're already behind the curve? What are you waiting for? Look, I don't say that flippantly, right? Uh, I, I, it is the, the consumer expectation was, was already changed. You know, you know, think about this. It, what's what's your expectation for return? You know, the, there's a lot of conversation going on right now about um, you know returns and the, the fact that some retailers are saying, ah, you know what, just keep it. Who who pioneered that? Amazon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, yeah. Mean, I mean, Amazon basically set the table stakes for what people expect for e-commerce, and you either do that or you probably don't do e-commerce, right? And, and the, the challenge becomes, I think, for a lot of people, um, you, you know, the, the dirty little, it's not exactly a secret. Nobody really makes money from e-com, right? If you think about it, I, I think the last time I read Walmart lost a billion dollars on its e-com. You know, if you're a smaller player, you know, you're all of these, these magic companies, Warby Parker and all these other folks that, that you know, do this direct-to-consumer business. None of these people make any money. 
right? Yeah. And, and that's not sustainable forever. But you know what? What Amazon? Yeah, you know what I think Bezos realized a long time ago was, hey, we're never going to make money from this. So he built AWS and he built media and he built you, you know uh, Amazon Prime and all of the other ways that they make money. They pretty much don't make money from selling stuff, but if they can survive that initial and, and really set the, the tables, you know, it, it makes it super hard if you're a, you know, if you're a Dick's sporting goods and, and I love, you know, I love Dick's and I love their stores and I love their sure. service, whatever. I just don't get how they survive unless they radically transform their business. And that doesn't mean just create a couple spots out front where people can go pick stuff up. You know what I mean? Because I think, I, go ahead, John, finish. I'm sorry. No, no, I'm just, I'm just saying I can get a basketball. I can get golf clubs. I can get, a, you know, a, a, a TV if I'm best. I can get that from anybody. Right. So, so what brings that brand relevance to a shopper and, and it is the removal of all friction and the anticipation of helping me with my shopping needs. That's it. Or bring me something different. Bring me an experience. Make Dick's the place that you dribble. Uh, by the way, this is just off the, you know, I'm just coming up with my head, but where you, you know, the minute you walk in the door, basketball gets thrown to you and you start shooting baskets. I don't know what it is, but you, you either you have to, deliver take away the friction simplicity is the new edlp i mean make it easy for them and they'll buy from me again and again and again or give me something i can't get somewhere else That's you know like some awesome. of the experiences that john and i've been talking about that we see happening in in malls that are getting converted where uh, like right near john there's a north face store where you go in and you try out the tents and you everything is it, they don't even have merchandise in the store everything gets delivered to you Oh, and wow. there was a really there was a really cool group doing that in South Jersey, but again, it's hard to make money doing that. So I, the, what I see is I think what we're going to see prediction here. I yes. think a lot of the guys are going to go right back to where they were. I, the minute that people are out shopping again, the minute either either we get wrap our arms around this pandemic more effectively, or we decide this is it, you got to live with it, like whatever wherever we come to. I believe a lot of the guys, whether it's Dick's, whether it's JCPenney, whether it's all these, these, these legacy retailers are going to say, hey, you know what? We're never going to compete with Amazon. We're not going to spend the money to do this. Let's just keep our stores going as long as we can. And those people are probably in for a lot of trouble, right? Because even when the, let's say the pandemic is over next week, where I'm going to wave my magic wand, right? Um, here's the reality. I'm not going back to a shopping mall because the dirty secret is I haven't been to a shopping mall in like seven to 10 years. I wasn't going before this, right? Yeah. Same, same with movie theaters, guys. Like everybody's like, Oh, when, when are we going to go back to the big screen? Like I can't stand going to a movie theater and, and I can't imagine going back to that now just because, you know, they have reopened post pandemic. I much more enjoy the at home experience when it comes to watching whatever movie is coming out. So, yeah, so Jack, I, 
I think you're exactly right. I think what you're going to do is you're going to see a, you know, the, the rage trade, you know, the, where, you know, people go do all those things because they've been pent up at home and then they go, yeah. Hey, you know what? I, I forgot that does suck. I'm not. Yeah. Gonna- <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you, got the, you got the guy sitting next to you munching popcorn in your ear. You got the kid running up the aisle. You got the long line to get it. I mean, the only time I really ever went to the movies before this was when we'd go like in the middle of an afternoon when nobody was there. Back in a moment after this word from Northeast Color. Northeast Color produces branded interior decor and custom signage solutions for the franchise industry with a special focus on value engineering. They work with franchisors to re-engineer their existing signage packages to lower costs on materials, shipping, and installation, all while maintaining the integrity of their client's brand. In short, Northeast Color literally makes things better. Learn more now at northeastcolor.com. So what other types of things should retailers, or maybe we expand this out to restaurants and and movie theaters and other types of places where we used to go, what other types of things can these guys do today if we want them to start? is Is it something more on technology or is it something more as far as the experience and building a relationship with those customers who, who do want to return and any thoughts there? I think it's both. I mean, what I, I was with John recently and I think it was you, John, because I haven't gone out much, but you know, I, I'm not happy at a restaurant if they don't have their, oh yeah, when we went out to lunch with Lucid uh, the other day, I want my menu digitally. I don't want to. Yeah, I, I, the, the QR code. Remember the death of the QR code? Right. Yeah, the the, the, the resurrection of the QR code. <laughs> Not only that, but I love the QR code menu that at the end of my meal becomes my bill. Yeah, and I just I pay it. I can leave when I want. I can I can. Hey, I need some more. Um, I need some more drinks or whatever. I can I can order. You know you know you you. Ted answered the question exactly the way I would have. I think it's all of the above. You, you know, you, you've got all of these service industries right now, you, you know, in pain because they can't get people. Well, take the people out of the loop then. That's that's fine. I don't, I don't have to have lots and lots of service at a restaurant. So I'm going to just get my food, you know? Right, I, I mean, right. I, you know, and, and you could QR code. And I think um, if you want to kind of see this in action, um, uh, the yard house is doing a lot of this, right? So, so at the yard house, I can go, which is a Darden, you know, kind of, yeah. kind of chain or whatever. Mm-hmm. I can go QR code my menu. I can, anytime I want a drink or another appetizer or whatever, you know, I can kind of, I can just, I, I just place it, you know, using my phone and it shows up and I'll like, I mean, who enjoys chasing down a waitress or a waiter? Right. Right. You know, and, and, you know, no matter what, you don't, you don't like it in general. And you, you, if you're a nice person, you don't want to be going on, hello, hey, you know, because you, you kind of feel rude. So what do you do? You kind of don't do it. And you hope that they'll look your way. Um, and now there is this ability to, again, it, it, you're still not having an experience. I, I think just, I, I think there's going to be a lot more experiences, whether it's restaurant or even retail. I think there's going to be a lot more simplicity. I think companies are starting to recognize. I mean, true, let's be honest. I mean, Amazon has built their business on simplicity. 
Mm. Right. I mean, yeah. I, I know. Let's forget about what we call a distribution company, a services company, but it's about simplicity. And and I don't know about you guys, and I understand we're in a certain economic strata, and it might be a little different, or I'm sure it is at different places. But in general, more and more these things become available, and the more the more the pricing reflects it, and the more the more the the more the um, the economics of neighborhoods allow it. People are going to want simplicity. They're going to want to know that I go to Amazon to look for everything. I find something on, I see a new cool new product on Instagram or Facebook. I don't buy, I ne- I click on the thing just to get the name of the brand. And then I go look for it on Amazon. And I will even buy a different brand that is making the same product. So I don't have to buy it off of this company. I don't know on Instagram right. or Facebook. Right. And by the way, you're also in the middle of perhaps buying you know, a new car battery or some socks or right. whatever else. So might as well throw it all in the cart, right? That's no, simplicity. Exactly. I, I use Amazon as my place to save ideas. Like I use Amazon now kind of the way I use, like I use my drafts and my email to save things that I need to get to or ideas yeah. I have. Now, when I come up with a new book I want to read, with a new product that I might want, but I'm not ready for it yet, with something cool John just mentioned to me, and I'm not sure whether I'm ready for it or if I have time for it, I go to Amazon, I search it, I put it in my cart, and then I save it for later. And if you forget, they will remind you that you have this idea in your cart. <laughs> exactly. And, I, you know, I use Audible now for almost all my books. Thank you, John, and my buddy Steve Spiro, who's one of the early uh, um, employees there, both got, got me to start using, I don't, I, I listen to all my books on Audible, but when, I mean, I get lots of books I want to read, I go to Amazon, I find them, I put them in my cart, and I save it for later. Nice. Are there any other predictions or anything else you're really seeing here in 2022 when it comes to retailers? Um, anything that you re- really think is going to change things further? Or um, does anybody have anything kind of rolling our way that we should watch out for? I think the on the experience side, um, you know, I, I really think that there's this blend between the the experience of the removal of friction you know our, our experience at target like I, I if i never have to step into a target i would be fine nothing's wrong with target <laughs> right but, but there's not there's no reason i need to go there right but i really think a, a big trend is going to be this this invisible la- layer of retail um you know we have most of our consumable products now are on replenishment they just show up when we need them right and ted ted was talking about this with some of the meals he orders he he he's uh, ted's vegan and and uh he's got some companies that he really likes and and they send him stuff and you know b- 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 and it just shows up and and i think some of the if you think about taking some of the the barriers to those kinds of things you know, I know for, for years, my wife went, well, we're just going to get too much stuff. Well, before they send Ted his order, he just gets a simple text and it says, hey, we're going to send your order in a couple of days. If you need to modify it, just click here and modify it. Otherwise, mm. it just, just modify that The AI will change that so that, that they don't even have to send that to Ted, right? Because, and I, I wrote about this five years ago, well, longer we do we really want to think about toothpaste do we really want to think about no uh, paper towels <laughs> do we really you know do you want to think about dog food you know and, and i mean unless your dog you know health changes you need to change it your dog eats the same damn food right and your dog probably eats it at the same pace unless he's going to get fat 
and, and so, you, you know, you, dog food just needs to show up. I don't, I don't want to think about it, you know? And, and, and uh, I, so I really believe this, this idea of, of automated smart replenishment is going to happen and, and it's going to throw brands and retailers for a loop because I, you know, I, I, I was a brand person and, and I'm sure, you know, the Colgate brand manager wakes up every morning and says, you know, gosh, people just can't wait to think about Colgate. And, you know, that might've been true before we had I, TikTok. I, I, I think the brands are going to wake up to this. I, I mean, we are seeing it already with companies like Nike and a bunch of others, but they're going to start delivering direct. Because they don't need the retailer, especially with these replenishment type things. And I got to tell you, if if Hydrant and Vistro and Green Shell can develop these platforms that alert me before they send me, give me a one click to go in and and change my order or delay my order or or Naked Wines is another one where they alert me before they take anything from me. They make it easy for me to change it. I don't even have to remember passwords. Um, that when, when the big brands start figuring that out and doing that, they're going to do the same thing. And then another thing that John talks about all the time, and I know just slipped his mind now, is that payments. I think payments mm. are going to get so much more integrated, ease of use, keeping track of what you've spent. You know, a lot of these things aren't there yet. The, the ease of use and the ability to pay with all different types of payments is coming quickly. It's not quite there yet, but it, it's 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 pretty well there. Just it's not. But I think all different forms of payments. I think the accounting of it is going to get better. Like instead of us having to go in and figure out at the end of the year, I think a lot of this stuff is just going to start again to ease of use, to consolidate, get done for you. to yeah. to to direct to consumer. Well, and and the the proof point in that is Nike just announced that that they are now uh, over fifty percent direct. So so think about wow. how big that wow. brand is. And, and what that means to, to retailers. Like if I was Foot Locker. I was or- just thinking about Foot Locker, John. Oh boy, how, how much of Foot Locker's inventory, and you probably know this exact number, how much of their inventory was Nike well, 10 years ago? But, but then think, of, think about the other opportunity there. So, so if I'm Foot Locker, I'm like, oh, I got, okay, I got I to gotta rethink about the the secondary market in sneakers now mm. it, it is going to be this year I think maybe four billion dollars. Okay, so Foot Locker has the opportunity to become a hub where I go and 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 participate in this marketplace that's been created by secondary goods. I think that's going to be a huge thing for all apparel, by the way, because the, you know, a a lot of things, people want sustainability, the the idea of disposable clothing, I think is kind of gross right now. Uh, (laughs) You know, when you, when you think about stuff and and the idea that clothing goes on to have a, an, an afterlife, not even an afterlife, I I might be able to have some shoes and then sell them for more than I paid for them. Right. Right. That's, Awesome, right? And that's going to happen, I think, across the board in all kinds of product categories. Excellent. Guys, thank you so much for being here today. If uh, people want to learn a little bit more or check out Retail Relevancy, where can we send them? Uh, Aside from Amazon and Google, of course. (laughs) Well, definitely Amazon, please. But um, (laughs) Retail retailrelevancy.com is a website. There's a Facebook page, Retail Relevancy. Please feel free to go there. Feel free to check John and I out, uh, tedrubin.com uh, or just Google me and the same for John Andrews. Um, although uh, if you want to find him on uh, 
on LinkedIn. The best way is to look up Katahdin, K-A-T-A-D-H-I-N. Before we go, a quick word from today's sponsor, Exalts. Creating solutions and driving results for over 15 years, Exalts is founded on the foundation of driving results. Recent demand has picked up in the digital human resources and recruiting space, and Exalts is driving qualified candidates to clients. Exalts also drives digital public relations online, allowing your franchise to control the conversation related to your brand. Learn more at exalts.com. Exalts, driving leads, driving results. And thanks for listening to Social Geek. We're here to help you get yourself ready for the comeback of a lifetime. This is the Social Geek Radio Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.